Good afternoon, everyone. All right. <laughs> I know it's uh, getting towards the end of a very long day, and uh, you're all looking forward to the uh, keynote tomorrow morning. Uh, but uh, we uh, promise to make this uh, as interesting uh, for you, and uh, hopefully this is uh, exactly what uh, you came uh, looking for. So my name is uh, Vijay Natarajan, and I'm a principal product manager in the Amazon uh, DynamoDB team. And uh, what we have here uh, in this session is uh, to, uh, uh, you know, you can see uh, how uh, Samsung uh, essentially migrated from Cassandra uh, to DynamoDB for their uh, Samsung cloud service. Uh, we have uh, Sankal Kim, uh, who is uh, visiting us uh, from uh, South Korea, and uh, he will walk through, uh, give you the overview of DynamoDB, as well as the, how um, the team leveraged the AWS's, AWS guidance on best practices for the migration. And we will have uh, Songyu uh, from uh, Samsung actually walking through the uh, experience of uh, the migration. Uh, before I hand it over to uh, Sankpal, uh, how many of you are familiar with uh, what DynamoDB is? Show of hands. Okay, most of you. Uh, how many of you have uh, one or more applications in production with DynamoDB? About uh, one-fourth, I would say. Okay, so uh, this would be, I guess, a, a great one for you. So with that, I will hand it over to uh, Sankal Kim. We do have time at the end for you to have uh, questions. Um, take it away. Yep. Hello, everyone, once again. Uh, my name is Sankal Kim. Uh, I'm a solutions architect from AWS Korea. Uh, I mainly work with uh, many large enterprise customers in Korea. Uh, and today I'd like to talk about uh, how those customers migrate their uh, very large scale, uh, I'd say Galaxy scale workload in, into DynamoDB. Uh, DynamoDB uh, is a fast and flexible NoSQL database service uh, for any scale of uh, data. Uh, it's uh, highly scalable, uh, accommodating uh, hundreds of terabytes of data in storage capacity, also providing uh, multiple millions of requests per second surplus in performance. And it also provides a very consistent low latency performance with uh, uh, single-digit millisecond latency. Uh, for any scale of data, uh, especially using DEX uh, DynamoDB Accelerator, which is an in-memory cache cluster for DynamoDB. It, it also provides uh, even lower latency performance with uh, sub-millisecond latency performance. And also it is uh, fully managed. Uh, there is no need to provision uh, infrastructure to run the NoSQL database uh, on cloud and also there's no need to manage servers uh, uh, at all. And also DynamoDB is highly reliable and secure. Uh, the data in DynamoDB is stored in multiple availability zones, and the data is uh, stored in secure, uh, especially using some features like uh, uh, fine-grained access control and VPC endpoint, which is a feature uh, for network security for DynamoDB. So, Many AWS customers uh, run their mobile, social, IoT, and big data application on top of uh, DynamoDB. And also, many other customers migrate their existing NoSQL workload into uh, DynamoDB as well. 
So in migrating to DynamoDB, uh, there are some best practices. Um, the details are uh, very well described in AWS white paper. Uh, however, uh, the approach is uh, in phases, basically. Uh, from the planning phase, uh, data analysis and data modeling and testing and finally migration. Uh, and depending on the result of each phases, uh, we can, you know, the, those phases can be repeated. Uh, in planning phase, uh, you can uh, set up some goals for migration, identifying the tables to migrate, and also documenting some challenges for tables and uh, defining some rollback strategies uh, can be done in this planning page. And also in data, uh, the next page is data analysis for existing tables. Uh, depending on the uh, application's data access pattern, if it is uh, uh, write-intensive or uh, read-intensive, and uh, depending on the how to quality the data, uh, the, it can, uh, you can uh, set up some strategies for DynamoDB table design, and also analyzing the, uh, some data's uh, key attributes, uh, such as uh, the items di distribution uh, in the table, and also the the uh, kind of uh, the number of unique key values per uh, primary key for your data. Uh, you can choose uh, appropriate uh, partition keys and the sort keys for your data in data modeling. And in data modeling pages, uh, which means a kind of a schema design for DynamoDB, uh, the choosing the right uh, primary key is especially uh, important for the main DynamoDB table design. Uh, in DynamoDB, uh, the partition keys are used to distribute items across the partitions. And depending on the data model, uh, you can choose a simple primary key design uh, with partition key only, or you can choose uh, some composite uh, primary key design with partition key and sort key uh, combined. And uh, also depending on the individual items workload pattern, uh, you can apply some techniques uh, randomizing your uh, data application's data access pattern. Uh, for example, in DynamoDB, uh, you can add some uh, calculated uh, randomized number uh, into the partition key uh, of, uh, of the DynamoDB uh, to uh, spread your items across partitions and the spread the application's workload across partitions as well. And also, um, understanding the, uh, the data access pattern, which means how to query the data, uh, you can create uh, the DynamoDB indexes for your table. Uh, such as local secondary index and global secondary index based on your application's access pattern. And also in testing phase, uh, you can test the entire uh, data migration process uh, end to end. And in this phase, uh, you can go back to the uh, previous phase uh, based on the uh, test result and repeating the iterating the uh, test again and again. And also finally, uh, in actual uh, data migration phases, uh, you, uh, the, 
the fully documenting the entire migration process and uh, the automating the entire data migration process is, is, is important because uh, uh, many NoSQL workloads has uh, a very uh, large set of data, uh, large scale of data set uh, automating the entire data migration uh, phases is especially important. And also, if some the migration fails, uh, you should have some uh, mitigation plan for rollback uh, after some root cause analysis. So uh, migrating uh, such a large scale uh, of data uh, to DynamoDB in real is not much different from the uh, theoretical uh, best practice. Uh, in this case, uh, the customer uh, migrate their Galaxy scale workload uh, in this timeline. Uh, seven months in evaluation and planning, and one month in testing, and another uh, one month in modeling, and four months in migration, actual data migration, and they have operated uh, DynamoDB for more than two years. So the customer uh, is uh, Samsung Electronics, and I'd like to introduce uh, Songyu Kim, who is a, a developer uh, for the Samsung Cloud. Yeah. My name is Songyu, and uh, a uh, server de developer in Samsung Electronics. And I will talk about our database migration case of DynamoDB. Uh, we have migrated the uh, Samsung Cloud's database uh, from late 2014 to early 2016. Uh, in briefly, uh, let me introduce the Samsung Cloud. Uh, this is a service in which you, uh, you can back up and restore your data on mobile application. And you can also uh, synchronize uh, your you're in multi-devices. Um, now, over 300 million users are using this service, and we have uh, about 800 terabyte data is stored to DynamoDB. Uh, the contents of backup, restore, and sync are various, such as uh, app data, uh, contacts, um, photo and videos. Uh, and we also provide uh, drive service. Uh, you can upload to Samsung Cloud up to 15 gigabytes memories um, for free. Uh, we are providing this service by using the DynamoDB. Uh, as uh, our user increase, uh, the amount of DynamoDB usage is significantly uh, increased. Uh, now, nowadays, we have about 500 tables, uh, and we are using 3.5 million read capacity unit and 3 million write capacity unit in total. Uh, now, uh, I will tell how we got to use the DynamDB and why we, why we need the migration. Uh, by the end of 2014, we were using the Cassandra for storing our data. Uh, and we have over 100, 100 instances uh, of I2 8 x uh, 
uh, i28x large is consists of 32V CPU, uh, uh, 224 gigabyte memories, and uh, eight times 800 gigabyte SSDs. Uh, because our users are increasing uh, gradually, so the cluster of the Cassandra has to be bigger. Uh, we worried about our cost and stability. So we, we had to find a new low SQL uh, in which uh, we, we could store our data uh, in security, uh, in stable, and uh, inexpensively. Uh, we, at that time, we also co considered that the Couchbase and the MongoDB but DynamoDB um, is the best to meet our requirements. Uh, at the beginning, Mr. Sangpil has told about the characteristics of DynamoDB. Uh, I will hold uh, it again with our requirements. In terms of performance, uh, we have to be able to process uh, many requests at the same time. Uh, DynamoDB was provided. Uh, DynamoDB has no limitation uh, regardless, it's, uh, regardless the amount of data and transactions. Uh, in terms of reliability, uh, it is necess necessary to provide uh, uh, availability and durability of S3. Uh, DynamoDB uh, to main, maintain high, high availability, DynamoDB replicates data to three facilities automatically. Uh, and we also should be able to do backup and recovery. Uh, DynamoDB provides a feature of export import as a full backup. Uh, and we also wanted to to manage an authority, uh, history of access, and uh, data encryption. Uh, DynamoDB was provided uh, uh, many kinds of service, uh, like IAM and key, key management service in uh, Amazon Web Service. About cost, um, we wanted to reduce the cost. Uh, so we changed the type of instance from C uh, from I two eight XRAS to C four eight XRAS. Um, the type of C C four eight XRAS is uh, has has lower transfer speed, but it is enough to read and write for us. So as a result, uh, we can save 50% cost savings. Uh, and uh, at this point, as data grows, the, the storage capacity of instance are more important than IOPS. Uh, we have already saved some cost, uh, but we anticipated uh, more savings if we use the DynamoDB. Hmm. 
Uh, uh, for comparison between Cassandra and DynamoDB, we calculated the unique capacity uh, considering the storage size and network bandwidth. Uh, as a result of calculation, uh, we expected to reduce the 90% cost saving. Uh, but it was a really great, great uh, count. But actually, in reality, uh, we could not be utilized uh, full of provisioning capacity. So uh, we, it seems that we expect to uh, sa save the cost to level 60 to 70 percent. Uh, although the DynamoDB seems to meet our requirements, uh, we have to test it uh, by ourselves for confirming. Uh, we tested DynamoDB by using the tool called YCSB, and we performed several workload patterns uh, from A to F, not only read and read and write at the same time. Uh, at the result, the result was unexpected. Uh, when we increased throughput from 40K to 80K, uh, but uh, TPS uh, didn't go up. Uh, uh, we checked the environment. Uh, and the only the pattern, uh, the it went went up only in the D pattern. Uh, when we check the environment, the distribution, the distribution setting it was GPN. Uh, the GPN distribution is mean means the request more popular items. Uh, due, to such due to this setting, uh, the request could not be passed across various uh, partitions. So we changed the setting to uniform, uh, and we, uh, and we uh, found that the TPS grow up uh, proportionately when we change the uh, throughput. Uh, for your information, uh, the best practice for using DynamoDB is well shared to uh, internet. Uh, so uh, I recommend you, you refer to this best practice uh, before you designed. And next, uh, I will tell about our design phase. Um, for example, this is a diagram of our record type sync server. Uh, we, uh, the DynamoDB replaced the Cassandra cluster and Mancast for user lock. Uh, except for them, uh, the other parts are, uh, could be used without changing. Uh, in we and we create uh, we design the tables. 
We set the partition key and sort key to compose key and record ID respectively. Uh, the user ID is random alphanumeric, so we thought it would distribute the data evenly according to the each user. Uh, and service ID is unique, unique value per service, so also we, we thought it helped to distribute the data across the service. Uh, but uh, it is clear that the, in this structure, uh, the service the larger uh, become the larger, large, the table become the larger. So, uh, and then, uh, the table will become more dense, and it, it could cause sorting later. So when you create a table, uh, I recommend uh, consider the expected size, uh, total expected size, and when you choose a pro, pro, uh, priority key, uh, I recommend to the hashed value to priority key uh, to, to avoid this spike partition. In case of contents tables, uh, we use partition key and sort key to user ID and record ID. Um, we separated the tables by its contents so we can manage the capacity according to the, according to the uh, the popularity of the contents. For example, uh, the more popular table can have large, large capacity uh, and less popular table can have uh, lower capa smaller capacity. And we set the local secondary index. Uh, the local secondary index is the feature to sort the data by adding only one another sort key. And next, uh, this is a data migration phase. Mm. Uh, it's time, uh, first, we had a very large amount of data and many users. Uh, full migration was impossible. Uh, full migration means moving all user to new system at once. Uh, if we had migrated at once, we have stopped our service uh, so for a long time. So uh, we we used the per user migration uh, with a storage PSDB. Uh, before we are migration, uh, we saved our user list to the PSDB and. We, uh, and while we were migrating, we updated the status of user, whether migrated or not. When user requested, we looked at the value of the, in the PSDB, uh, and we sent the request to old Cassandra or passed to new DynamoDB. Uh, in this way, uh, we were able to minimize the impact of Migration. Uh, 
but there was a challenge during the migration. Uh, we have not been able to utilize fully provisioning, uh, provisioning capacity. Uh, we had experienced a spike workload pattern where writing item and uh, writing items and batch deletion. Uh, for example, thousands of items of a user were gathered into only two or three partitions. Uh, it seems that it is, it is easy to make a spiky partition because uh, one user's entire data is moved at once. So we try to find an appropriate load value. Uh, we request more frequently uh, instead of reducing the number of items transferred at once. Uh, as a result, uh, sorting had been reduced by 90%, and the provisioning capacity could be used of 80%. And after migration, uh, there was an unexpected challenge during operation. Uh, at the time of migration, we increased capacity much to maximize the speed. But starting the operation phase, we reduced the capacity as much as we needed. And the capacity allocated per partition was too small. Uh, we didn't know about the limitation that automatically increased partition in capacity increasing does not decrease even if capacity is decreased again. You should be aware of this when you're preparing for migration. Uh, when we back up for large, very large tables, uh, we failed to export or import it. Uh, so we used our one solution, uh, our one custom EMR tool uh, to back up our data. So we have done the DynamoDB migration for over a year and have been running this system for about two years now. Uh, as a result of, the, of this migration, uh, we have saved about 40% cost savings. And uh, during our service had increased to large scale, we have been able to provide stable service and uh, manage a constant, constant cost. Especially the adoption of DynamoDB auto-scaling is very efficient to uh, manage automatically. Above all, we have not experienced any corruption or loss for billions of items. And lately, we were able to strengthen security uh, by using VPC endpoint. The last phase of my speech, uh, through the migration, we think that total cost of owners, ownership has significant impact on technology adoption. Uh, and as data grows, instances are used for storage rather than IOPS. Uh, and provision throughput might not be fully utilized. Consider how you can utilize at a high rate. Uh, 
I recommend to refer the best practice to design your table or priority key. If you use a hashed value for a priority key, I think it will help you to distribute data evenly. And consider the total expected size of the data table. If you use the storage pass DB and migrate per users, uh, it will be a good method to minimize the impacts of a migration. Uh, to avoid a spiky work, spike pattern workload, uh, you, you would need to handle a workload. Uh, finally, be aware that excessive capacity increase can have adverse effects. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, and next is Q&A times. Can you um, shed a bit more light into how you're running backups? I think you mentioned using EMR and Hive, and how long do the backups take for the volume of data that you have? Yes, uh, when Samsung migrates to DynamoDB at first, uh, Samsung uh, used the, uh, the, the export and import tool provided by uh, DynamoDB itself. Uh, however, uh, uh, because some, uh, in some regions, the, the DynamoDB export and import the feature is not uh, uh, provided because of uh, some the DynamoDB export import internally use the feature of the data pipeline, and the data pipeline is not available in all public regions. So uh, Samsung had to use uh, EMR uh, to manually uh, backup uh, the from uh, reading from the existing DynamoDB table, uh, saving into the S3. Yeah. Do you do a full backup every day? Yes, basically the EMR backup is a full backup. Yep. And how long does that take to run, and how much data do you have? Uh, depending on the uh, table's storage capacity size, and also depending on the read capacity uh, provisioned for the backup uh, into DynamoDB, and also the, uh, the size of uh, the EMR cluster and the instance types of uh, EMR cluster affects the uh, the speed of DynamoDB uh, backup. So for the, uh, some after a, a lot of uh, optimization, for the largest uh, table with 100 of terabyte, uh, they can back up uh, within uh, uh, more than 24 hours. Yep. Yes, go ahead. For uh, no, actually, the in total, the DynamoDB table storage capacity is more than uh, 800 terabyte, 860 terabyte, and it's increasing steadily. Uh, no, uh, actually, the Samsung has more than 500 uh, DynamoDB tables. And in total, the capacity is more than 800 terabyte. And uh, Samsung actually does not back up the old tables. 
depending on their uh, internal SLA uh, for backup and restore, uh, they pick up uh, some of them. Joe, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The right side of the uh, diagram is uh, for current Samsung Cloud architecture, and basically the uh, backup object from the mobile phones are basically stored in S3, and the metadata is stored in DynamoDB as well as some small uh, object and items. Uh, depending on the item size, size of the object. So it wasn't the type, it was the size that determined where it went. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the strategy is basically for, uh, determined by the size of the object. So why did you choose the random key as your uh, partition key as opposed to using a combination of region and uh, you know, user ID uh, specific to a region? Yeah. So in initial stage uh, in designing the uh, uh, schema uh, for DynamoDB, uh, at first uh, in Samsung Cloud, uh, the workload was a little bit spiky which means the workloads are uh, concentrated into a small number of partitions. So they could not utilize the 100% of the provision, the throughputs, and they suffered from uh, some low utilization and throttling and uh, increasing the uh, latency. So uh, enhancing the schema design, they added the random number uh, into the partition key to spread the, the workload across partitions more evenly, increasing the utilization. Yes. We use several regions, but it depending on the user's region. So, it's, for example, uh, US, user is, uh, US user's data is stored at US region, and uh, Korea user is stored their, their data to Korea region. 
uh, no, uh, the, we have the user database, uh, user database. Uh, uh, so he applied to Korea, uh, but he, his data is stored to uh, US data, US region. Yeah, yes, right. Uh, Samsung is managing the uh, uh, home region information home region. per user, and based on the information, they store the data uh, into a specific region. They are using uh, RDS, DynamoDB, and S3 for storing their data, and all those services are regional. Uh, once they don't uh, uh, replicate data, um, if the data is not uh, uh, replicated into other regions. Yep, based on the home region data. Yep. Did, did you mention at the end that you're using auto scaling now for some of your tables, and how have you found that? Um, are there any pitfalls that you've experienced from allowing the scale to grow and then? Maybe go back down if you have spiky workloads and then you have diluted partitions again. Have you hit any issues like that? Basically, how, how did you handle the you know, different uh, scale of uh, workload as it basically you know, scales up and scales down? How did you uh, deal with that? Whether you're actually taking advantage of the new auto scaling features where you can basically say you know, it will scale to this extra capacity based on the consumer capacity? Yeah. So do you entirely rely on the auto-scaling feature functionality, or you basically you anticipate a certain workload and adjust your provision capacity uh, depending on the workload that you expect? Yes, yes. It's more about the operation and management for DynamoDB. Uh, at first, uh, DynamoDB didn't support auto-scaling um, when Samsung migrated into DynamoDB at first. However, uh, at that time, they have had some uh, dedicated uh, system administrator uh, monitoring the utilization and throughput, and they dialed up and down uh, depending on the workload. However, they are now using the auto scaling, and actually, there's no uh, almost zero administration for managing the throughput. And do you use auto scaling for all of the tables? Um, no. Uh, no, all of the tables. Uh, some tables we use auto scaling. Okay. Specific to data modeling and schema changes. Our service uh, have many users, so uh, we didn't uh, pull migration at once, so we we have to use our per user migration, um, and we use the storage pass DB to to uh, to pass pass the dynamo, uh, 
database, uh, if not migrated user uh, passed the request to old Cassandra, and when he migrated, we update the status of his, uh, his status, and, and then we pass the, his request to new DynamoDB. So uh, in changing uh, their uh, schema, uh, they apply the uh, same architecture for schema change. Uh, for example, in this slide, they uh, store the, uh, the data in Cassandra and DynamoDB at the same time. And only for the DynamoDB changing the schema, uh, the source database and target database can be, uh, both can be DynamoDB. So reading from the uh, DynamoDB table with all the schema, and they migrate the, their data into a new DynamoDB table with a new uh, schema. So they can keep uh, the service online and also minimizing the risk uh, caused by the schema change. Uh, actually, the Samsung Cloud workload is uh, the application is basically for uh, backup and uh, restore uh, for mobile phone users, and the data is not uh, quite much time series. Thank you, server. We have time series uh, to to sync server, uh, so we set the local secondary to sort the data. Uh, by the timestamp. Okay, any other questions? Okay, thanks everyone for your time. Thank, Thank you. you.